Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Thursday, June 16th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the co-founder of Polygon, one of the hosts of The Besties, and now the author of the Book of Fun, Rush Frustick. Hello, Russ. How are you? Hi, Greg. Uh, this is all great. Thank you for having me, but I, I'm just going to play this for a little bit while... God damn it. If you're an audio <laughs> listener, he's holding Greg, up the Steam Deck. What I don't like is that, <laughs> Russ, I feel like for years kind of funny and greg miller have had many a hilarious bit many a hilarious bit that has been just great but they're usually enjoyed by small segments you know what i mean like if i wouldn't expect you to come on and no podcast beyond lore or something like that but somehow the steam deck trolling thanks to one paris lily from the kind of funny x cast has infiltrated every aspect of my life where ron funchy shows up on a podcast and makes fun of me people are coming up to me at summer game fest making fun of me about it i don't like it one bit you know it's extremely funny first of all and secondly Props to Valve for the egalitarian nature of this whole thing, because like most companies would probably just send you one. And well, see, what I give props to Valve is, is that, of course, I'm Greg Miller and I've been doing this for 15 years. And through every one of those years, I've talked nothing but shit about PC gaming. <laughs> and so the fact that I finally want something PC related, they're like, this no, we're not, you're not going to know. Chicken's what coming home to roost. <laughs> your audience doesn't care about a Steam Deck pre-order and wait for it. And I am, but I'll tell you this, Valve, I'll tell you this. Yeah, wait, I got 14 days until June is over. My window says April to June. Every, every I know I'm only supposed to check Mondays and Thursdays, but I check the email every day. I, I was a Q2 I put- as well for what it's worth. So we were in the same boat, but uh, I guess I, a couple minutes before you on the pre-order clicking. And I, and I hate it because I remember it. I remember being at the kitchen table with Jen at lunch being like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And she's like, no, you should do it. And I was like, all right, thanks, honey. This will be a sweet memory for us to remember forever. And here we are, Kevin, June 16th. Not a steam deck in sight over here. <laughs> There's no, it's not coming, Greg. Just walk away. And honestly, I would respect it. If all of a sudden it just never happened and I just slipped to Q3 and I slipped to Q4 and I just keep on slipping. And even when they're just available everywhere, for some reason, I can't buy it. I would respect that from Valve. But Russ, what I can buy is I can go to kindoffunny.com slash Russ, R-U-S-S, and buy the Book of Fun. Russ, what is this book? It is a uh, sort of a history book, fully illustrated, 128 pages of individual stories about the origins of various fun, dope shit from throughout the years. So... You know, video game anecdotes of like various things. I have a great uh, Golden Eye anecdote in here where Shigeru Miyamoto desperately wanted James Bond to visit all the Russian Russian soldiers in the hospital that he had shot throughout the game to prove that Nintendo is not a violent company. What was the reaction to Miyamoto saying that? <laughs> uh, apparently, it was received, but eventually just cut from the game for time sure, uh, sure. but i've got to be honest i wish it was in there shooting them probably <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah the book is filled with kind of fun little anecdotes like that uh and uh as well as talking about the origins of various festivals uh icelandic christmas is awesome i don't know if you're familiar with it no but uh, children are afraid of getting eaten and stolen on icelandic christmas um so that's a concern 
And uh, so we kind of pulled out a lot of dark, twisted stories uh, for this book of historical fun. Fantastic. Well, how long did you work on it? Because it just came out this week. Of course, again, kindoffunny.com slash Russ if you want to go get the book of fun. That'll take you to Amazon, but you can get it wherever you want to get it. How long did you Thank work you. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so we launched a podcast called The History of Fun for Polygon back in 2016 or so, 2017. And the book kind of came out of that. I started earnestly working on the book in 2018 to give you an idea of how long books take to yeah. come out. Went through some turbulence with the pandemic, found a new publisher, uh, and yeah, finally finally out. Uh, so, Look at you, accomplished yeah. author. What can I say? Author at the very least. I don't know about it. Yeah, well, we'll see how it goes. Right? <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get you charted somewhere and then accomplish Arthur. We'll be right there for it. Um, Russ, beyond that, of course, you, of course, made your reputation in video games. But if people don't know you, how do you describe yourself? What's the pitch for Russ? Oh, my God. I don't know. The pitch for Russ is like a, internally. I don't know. Uh, you might know me because I do the Besties podcast with uh, Justin McElroy, Chris Plant, and Griffin McElroy. I've been doing that for ages uh as you mentioned i co-founded polygon which is a website about video games that some of your uh, listeners and viewers might know and uh yeah i've just been doing this for probably when did you start greg 2007 okay so a little bit before greg started Look to give that. you an idea of how long God. you dinosaur you old man get out of the I way know, of the new generation. i, know. I remember asking. my first e3 i saw half-life 2 there to give you a sort of wow a time frame okay idea. Yeah, yeah that is, that is a long time. so it's been a while but uh you know it's a, it's a fun gig. It was for me uh, at Summer Game Fest this past week. Uh, I went out to breakfast with Blessing, and mm -hmm. we didn't invite him because we don't like him. Uh, and went out to, and we were talking about sites, and we were talking about you know how everything changes, but it's kind of the matrix where things keep going, and so you'll see stuff. You know, people break off and form this thing, and like we were talking about, obviously everything's happening right now with like G four, and then mm -hmm. you know the million other organizations that have popped up and started. And I mentioned, yeah, it's like well, you know, when like Polygon started. And Bless was like, when did that start? And I was like, oh, well, it was at IGN. So, like, I don't know, you know, 2008-ish, 9-ish, somewhere in there, whatever. And he was just like, I I would never have thought. Uh, like, he's like, that's just, Polygon's always been a thing. And I'm like, I'm so old. <laughs> God, I remember when it was such a big deal that you all went and started Polygon. And, like, and it's now, 2012. It's uh, We're coming up on Jesus. our 10-year anniversary in October, to give you an idea. So it's really not, I mean, it's not as old as 2008. But, uh, yeah, it does seem kind of ubiquitous at this point. I think part of part of it... There just aren't many mainstream video game like websites left. Sure. Like sure. obviously it's all moved to streaming, YouTube, podcasts, stuff like that. But uh, you know, it's tough to run a business <laughs> covering just games. You know, we do uh, entertainment now, so we've bridged uh, bridged the gap. Of course. I mean, you have to change and evolve, right? I mean, that was that's we a do big part of making it happen, and then learning the business part of being a business. <laughs> And speaking of being a business, why don't we get you to your show, ladies and gentlemen? We're going to talk about the fact that Sonic will never kiss another human, probably. Uh, Halo Infinite has oh. made quite the air, and PlayStation might be making its own elite controller. We'll talk about all this and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games, you can ensure this business keeps going. Of course, you can write it to be part of the show. You can get the show ad-free. You can get it with the exclusive post-show we do each and every weekday. However, if you have no bucks to toss our way, there are a variety of free ways to support us. Of course, on Epic Game Store or for Fortnite or wherever you're playing an epic game 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 kind of thing with the epic game store in the background you can use the creator code kind of funny then anything you purchase whether it be v bucks or something else kicks a few bucks to kind of funny it doesn't cost you anything 
Beyond that, you could be watching live as we record the show on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. Over on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, uh, you're watching live. It's free. You're having a good time. Hopefully, if you have Amazon Prime, you're using that Prime gaming subscription on us. But you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and podcast services around the globe each and every weekday of course they have to listen to ads of course they can't write in but they still have a good show to listen to you to you shut up don't worry about it housekeeping uh we're re-watching all the thor movies for love and thunder so right now you can get the kickoff with thor's mcu in review re-review that is up on podcast services around the globe and youtube.com slash kind of funny of course today is going to be Final Fantasy VII's 25th anniversary celebration broadcast at 3 p.m. Pacific time. We will be live reacting on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, and you can catch it later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. But, Russ, this leads to our first question. It comes from Jake Bakes Cakes. Good morning, Greg and Russ. So excited to see two of my favorites together on a podcast. That's you and me, Russ. People have been asking for this for a long time, and it's cool, too, to work with you because we've never done it before. But I digress. Mm -hmm. Back to Jake. Love it. Today is the Final Fantasy VII 25th Anniversary Showcase. There are now rumors of a Crisis Core remake being revealed. From least likely to most likely, please rank the likelihood of each game being announced. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Remake, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One on Xbox, or absolutely nothing. Thank you both for being bright spots in the industry. Full besties cross kind of funny crossover when, question mark. Well, whenever you guys want to, we'd be down for that. We should definitely. Yeah, that would be dope. I definitely would like to. We should work uh, on that. Wow, that was a lot. That was a big question. Um, and I think it's easier to boil it down, Russ, and just say, are you expecting good things from this showcase today? I think they've got to at, at least hint at part two of Final Fantasy VII Remake, right? That's, that seems like a low bar. Yes, I'm right there with you. I think that is the most likely thing. I think that's what you've got to do. You have mm -hmm. to come, because like that's just been hanging answer this for how long you know what I mean? yeah. you put out something part one and then never talk about part two that's a problem beyond that i have no idea what crisis core is i know it's a game that i've heard but i am not a jrpg guy definitely not a Final fantasy guy i played remake it was great but most jrpgs are not for me so do you know what that is <laughs> I, well, I remember crisis core being the whole thing and i remember when i played final fantasy 7 and loved final fantasy sure I, final yeah fantasy and then tim was like well crisis core comes in here and that's where the story's going and i'm like all right whatever my thing like is some I, guy named zach i don't know yeah, any of this stuff exactly and that's the thing is i think you start to dream too big right they've talked about this right it's a short presentation it's only about to be 10 minutes they say which i mean uh, we've watched presentations before right especially for an anniversary you figure 10 minutes is really going to boil down to more like eight minutes of like actual things going on and if because it's going to start and be like well thank you for coming it's been 25 years we love it yada 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 i'm sure they're going to do something with final fantasy 7 in terms of discounts or re-release or whatever we're just talking about it and the success of it and then they have to get to something and i would feel like you get just to remake so, show part a two picture of Kate Sith, and I think you know people are happy. Like that's all you need, right? That's all they want. That's all they want, right? Exactly. So yeah, like Final Fantasy, like Crisis Core, uh, getting a remake. I don't know, man. I don't know about that. I, I think maybe you announce it, but then you find you show something from Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, and yeah, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One on Xbox. If that's one of those things that you, I still can't believe doesn't happen. But that has yeah that is surprising yeah. i don't know what their exclusivity time frame is but it seems like it's got to be out uh, done by now and you'd hope so yeah so that that would 
I mean, if you have part one and you talk about that, hey, everybody remember it's been 25 years since you fell in love with these pixely characters. Here's the announcement of Xbox. Here's the announcement of Remake Part 2. That's a pretty good show. And then, yeah, Crisis Core, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Russ and I aren't the guys for that. Let's see if Tim's online. Hold on. Tim, come to KFGD. And he's going to say, I'm busy on a call probably or whatever. Or tell me likelihood of Crisis Core. (laughs) He'll understand. Everyone needs this person. For us, I guess it's Griffin is the one that cares the most about this stuff, but it's definitely not me. (laughs) No, definitely not us. But I can tell you who cares about us. Our Patreon producers, Gordon McGuire, Fargo, Brady. Of course, you can go to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames to get your name read on each and every show. Today, we're brought to you by Shopify and Athletic Greens, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Baker's dozen. Number one, ladies and gentlemen, Sonic the Hedgehog will probably never kiss a woman again. This is Ryan Dinsdale over at IGN. Sonic the Hedgehog won't be kissing any more humans if Sega veteran Takashi Izuka has his way. And I think it's uh is Zuka, right? Uh, Zuka has worked on the franchise since 1994, Sonic the Hedgehog 3, and told Axios what the two critical rules for a project featuring the blue blur are, alongside an additional unofficial one regarding the infamous smooching scene from 2006 Sonic the Hedgehog. In the game, the very human princess Elise uh, III used the Chaos Emeralds to save Sonic's life and kissed the anamorphic hedgehog as she did. Though he didn't work on that particular entry, he said, quote, I don't think we'll be doing that again, end quote. Kevin, I have it here if you want to, if you are not familiar, ladies and gentlemen, with Sonic kissing a human being. Here's a play. Of course, this is from Sonic Games HD. They edited a bit at the end, but you get the gist of it. So let it play here, Kev. You see, there you go. Sonic's down. She's used these chaos emeralds. She's going to, Russ, she's going to lean here for a very sensual kiss. And there you go. And this is going to bring Sonic back to life. But again, this is where the edit takes over. People just people are not a fan of this, as you know. They sort of use that lens flare to hide all the good stuff, right? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, part of anything is, of course, you know, sure, a naked person is cool, but you use the lingerie for your imagination. You know what I mean? You sure, use the nice underwear I wear for is, your imagination. We don't know exactly what Sonic's lips are doing when he kisses a human person. Exactly. So, and now Show we'll never know. Teeth. Showing those little teeth, remember when he had the human teeth. <laughs> it is worth noting the quote you had is, I don't think we'll be doing that again, which yeah. definitely leaves it open. Not to mention, like, that could happen in the movies. I'm of not course. saying I want it to happen. I'm just saying we shouldn't rule out the possibility. Russ, I'll let you know right now from the top of the show, this is the judgment-free zone. Like, if you want it to happen, just let your no, flag No, guys, fly. He's, tw- he's like 12 years old in the movies. That's wrong. All right, come on. Okay, you say that, but what's the lifespan of a hedgehog? Right, I mean, we sit here and talk about dog That's years all the time. True. Hedgehog years. So twelve years, he's probably like forty-seven already. If mm-hmm. not, wait, actually, tw- you know, uh, uh, how old? How long does a hedgehog live? How long does? Uh, I had a hedgehog growing up as a pet. Me too. And it was because it's four, not a problem. Right? Yeah. Lasted about really... four years. Yeah. Name. Oh my god. Years. Yeah. Woodland hedgehogs are two to five years. Yeah. So right yeah, now, he's if, a, not, if, you, guys, if he's a space head, head hedgehog, come on. I'll say this right now, and it probably won't win me any fans, you know, in the rust belt, all right? But if you have a hedgehog in real life right now that lives to be 12, that thing should be allowed to kiss humans. Like, that's just how totally. it should be. You know? It has earned it. Yeah, exactly. It's got, It's taken its lumps. It's done its thing. <laughs> and, like, to your point, Russ, yeah, you know, I don't think we'll ever do that again. He can't be sure because he knows eventually he'll retire. 
somebody mm. else comes in and takes the reins on Sonic, and who knows what they'll do with him then and where they go. And the, you might think that, man, this is a silly story, but remember, the internet and the world's pretty split on this. Uh, Kevin, if you want to click on my scientific poll I added uh, today, with the sample size of 1.2 million, I put out a poll and I said, should Sonic the Hedgehog kiss humans? 54.2% mm. said no. 45.8 said yes. Yeah, it's pretty so close. This is, this is one of those things that you might it might not be your bag, but it's other people's bags. I'm telling you, in this divided culture we live in, yep. this is maybe what's most dividing us. And it's one of the things, maybe it could be the thing that brings us together. Because again, <laughs> like, was it done well in 2006? No, probably not. But if we can watch the B movie, you know what I mean? If we can watch the B movie and watch this B fall in love with a human and a human fall in love with a B, Mm-hmm. Why can't we? Uh, you're telling me Sonic Frontiers can't have some kind of cool universe, pocket universe he pops into with a Chaos Emerald and he falls in love? Certainly the scale makes ma- way more sense for Sonic the Hedgehog than it did the B. Thank you. I agree with that too. Uh, I reached out to Sonic Superfan Blessing at Ayoye Jr. And he said, quote, Thank God, let the internet take care of making Sonic kiss things he's not supposed to, end quote. And again, that seems pretty close-minded to me, Russ. I agree. Tim Geddes, you've joined the call. How are you? I'm fantastic, Greg. Thank you for having me. The top story here is how Sonic will probably never kiss a woman again. How do you feel about this? You know, conflicted, if I'm being honest. Thank you. Uh, Jokes aside, Sonic 06, not my favorite Sonic game. Not by a long shot. And uh, I think that him kissing the woman, not the reason that game is bad. Um, But I don't think it is one of the highlights of the game either. So I don't think that that is going to enhance any future Sonic title. It is Fair a enough. swing, though. You got to give it that. Mm-hmm. Like, they were trying to do something there. Mm-hmm. It was unexpected. And it was at the end of the game. I think they just didn't expect anyone to see it. <laughs> My thing, and, uh, Kevin, if you want to play the clip again with no audio here from Sonic Gaming HD, Tim, when I watch it, and me and Russ were commenting on this, too. This is a, a fan edit, obviously, right? Because, again, a lot of you squares can't get over a human being kissing a space hedgehog. And so, Tim, there's, like, this explosion that then, like, you know, wipes mm-hmm. out everybody. It's clearly an edit. Oh, I'm familiar. Yeah. So, when are they covered? Were the lips covered in the real game, or is that part of the edit here? Because I Googled this scene, and all I could find were people doing funny edits to it. This is one of the more less agree. Right there. right That thing right there. Is that, how is this that an edit? Game? I'm asking. I don't, think, I don't think it is, Russ, but I'm not sure. I don't think it's an edit either. Okay. Yeah. Nice so to like, meet well, you, Russ. Yeah, oh, Russ is sure. <laughs> I do like that Knuckles is in the back chilling and, yeah, and watching yeah, yeah, the whole yeah, thing yeah. take place. <laughs> I mean, they, they were out of ideas. We've all been there. Your friend's KO'd. You, got, you can't wake him up. Maybe, maybe this princess case in him. I mean, I, I think the, the more important thing is, was this consensual, you know? Well, this is a Sleeping Beauty kind of situation. You know what I mean? And maybe maybe a conversation needs to be had about that, too. Kevin, this is a product of his age, 2006. People weren't thinking that. Like, if you want to go into it, they think Sonic's dead right there. So now we're going to yell at her for necrophilia? No, we don't know. This is a last-ditch effort. It was an Ash Pikachu situation. We've all been there. Mm Mm-hmm. Has Ash, has Ash kissed Pikachu? <laughs> Ash, Ash, well, Pikachu. Ash died and then Pikachu cried on him. So that's, oh, I, I guess, the that. closest yeah. comparison we got. And I Similar cried. to when, infamously in high school, I cried watching Extreme, Extreme Ghostbusters. Mm. When Eduardo mm. went into the containment unit yeah. with Slimer, Slimer got possessed. He bit in the oxygen tank. He thought he killed Eduardo. They came out. I forget. He didn't, his tear, Slimer's tears didn't wake up Eduardo. I need to go watch the episode now as an adult. Mm. Do you ever cry. not cry during any Ghostbusters thing? I mean, in recent years, no. I mean, Afterlife, come on. You know what I mean? Good, I still, I still, yeah, it was great. Moment. It was a great. You one. see them? Yeah. yeah. Look over. They're all there. And yeah. It's like, oh, look yeah. at the team's back. Yeah. That was a great one. God, what a movie. You know what I mean? 
that's the thing. I, I, I people are all talking Stranger Things, Stranger Things, Finn Wolfhard, and nobody's ever you know, oh he's in Stranger Things. I'm like he's in Ghostbusters. You know what I mean? Let's be call a spade a spade here. This is how it's gonna be. This is what. Anyways, I digress. Tim, I didn't actually bring you in originally for the Sonic uh, kissing story, but I'm glad you did. All right. Mm -hmm. Instead, what I'm gonna have you do is talk to Jake Bakes Cakes. Okay. Who said, good morning, Greg and Russ. They're so excited to see two of my... Oh, that's still about me and Russ because we're so great. Uh, today is the Final Fantasy VII 25th anniversary showcase. There are now rumors of a Crisis Core remake being revealed from least likely to most likely. Please rank the likelihood of each game being announced. Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII Remake. Final Fantasy VII Remake Part Two, Final Fantasy VII Remake Part One on Xbox or absolutely nothing. Tim, <laughs> we, you know, it's 10 minutes, less than 10 minutes, around 10 minutes or whatever. Mm -hmm. Russ and I were very much like, Part two's got to be announced today. You have to have something there. Remake part one seems like likely on Xbox, but nobody understands. I don't understand why that still hasn't happened and what the exclusivity is. But then Russ was like, I don't know what Crisis Core is. And I was like, I vaguely remember Tim talking about it at the end of Final Fantasy VII Remake because mm -hmm. somebody, Russ was like, isn't there a Zach in it? And I was like, that My sounds about Zach right. There. Exactly. So I think you guys are uh, right in the zone with all of this. I think that uh, it is almost a slam dunk that we're going to get Final Fantasy VII part one on Xbox long overdue um i think that a remake part two like it's definitely not a sure thing we're talking about square anything can happen and it being an anniversary event we've learned in the games industry over time anniversary events more than off more than than not don't mean shit and aren't actually going to give us the big reveal that we hope or expect them to having said that it's about that time man i i feel like it it has to happen sometime soon to announce it so that we can get it in five years or whatever it is, hopefully sooner than that. Um, but I got a good feeling. I think we're going to get remake part two today, which okay. is exciting. This crisis core rumor. Mm -hmm. I, Greg, you know me. I get extremely I hyped about a lot of things and I'm just, I get tunnel vision on it. I'm like, this needs to happen. I'm so excited. This is probably the first time ever. I'm like, I, I'm just not going to allow myself sure. to believe this because that is a dream project for me. I love Crisis Core on the PSP. It being a prequel to Final Fantasy VII, if they were to remake that and make it more of uh, a, a prequel to Final Fantasy VII Remake, delving into Eris and Zack's kind of relationship before Eris ends up meeting uh, Cloud way, way later, yeah. oh my God, it could be so damn good. It's so, That game is so hype. It's so fantastic. Um, but it's aged as hell. And more than anything, it is locked to hell on the PSP. Like it is very nigh impossible to play that game in uh, modern times. So, uh, PlayStation Plus essential. I, I don't think it's on there. Maybe I I, no, 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 no. To be clear, it's not on there, and I'm talking I, about pre premium. But like, yeah, you know, I'm joking. But they could put it there. They could do it. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it'll ever ever be there. Um, because yeah, it's it's one of those things that never shows up on the storefronts or or whatever. Unfortunately, sure. but yeah, a remake would be uh, super awesome. I think we're also going to get a bunch of random little things like the there's Ever Crisis, like the mobile games. The there's that Soldier game. We're going to get other stuff that aren't like the most exciting things. Maybe a, a tour, an orchestra anniversary tour announcement, which is exciting to me. Um, but anyways, I really freaking hope we get Crisis Core, and I really hope we get Remake Part Two, and I hope that. Part one comes to Xbox because I love that game and I want more people to play it. Okay, fair enough. Thank you for your time and your appreciation of Sonic kissing people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Love you guys. Bye. Love you. Number two on the Roper Report. Uh, Halo Infinite publishes and immediately fixes offensive Juneteenth cosmetic name. This is Brendan Lowry over at Windows Central. Halo Infinite developer 343 Industries is currently facing significant backlash from the Halo community after a color palette for a nameplate called 
uh, Bonobo or Bonobo uh, was added to the game on June 14th. The nameplate is themed after June Juneteenth, a U.S. holiday celebrating enslaved Black people's emancipation. Uh, when you consider that associating Black people with the primate with primates is a common form of racist and discriminatory rhetoric, uh, it should be abundantly clear why this is a problem. After many Halo community members took to social media to bring uh, attention to the issue, 343 Industries quickly updated the title of the pallet to Freedom to address the problem. At the time of writing, the pallet uh, still bears this label, the Freedom label. 343 uh, Industries com Senior Community Manager uh, Josh Junzek uh, responded to fan inquiries about why the color palette was named Bonobo uh, in the first place, uh, stating that the title was the name of the developer tool and that it was uh, erroneously applied. Quote, we strive uh, to create... Yeah, okay. We strive to create inclusive gaming communities. While the original name refers to an internal tool set, it was not intended to be applied to this content, and we recognize the harm it may have caused, he wrote. Uh, the palette was incorrectly named, and we immediately renamed it via an update, end quote. Uh, Windows Central's re reached out to 343 Industries to further comment on the matter, but we were told that the developers, quote, don't have anything additional to share at this time. Then updates start coming in. Update, founder and head of 343 Industries, Bonnie Ross, has apologized for the Color Palette's title on behalf of the studio. Quote, we are a studio and franchise that is committed to inclusivity where everyone is welcome and supported uh, to be their true self, wrote Ross. On behalf of 343, I apologize for making a celebrated moment a hurtful moment, end quote. And then on top of that, this is me updating, uh, Joseph uh, Staten from uh, 343 and Halo quote tweeted Bonnie and said, I'm sorry as well. Our mistake today was inexcusable and I'm ashamed uh, we allowed it to happen. Russ, what the fuck? I mean, very, very bad and very stupid. And I mean, nice that they apologize. But man, Halo Infinite, for whatever reason, cannot keep from stumbling over their own feet. And this was certainly one of the worst things they've done. I mean, I don't think it was intentional. I really don't. But man, Y'all need to just take a breath and make sure you're doing this right, because that is very stupid and bad. <laughs> Stepping on every rake in their front yard. Yeah. Uh, Kotaku reported on this. Obviously, everybody could report it. Kotaku reported on this and had, like, a whole drill into the fact of, like, yeah, this is an, an individual familiar with the development. I'm sorry. I'm reading uh, Ian's report over – or, I'm sorry, Ari uh, Notice over at uh, Kotaku uh, and talking about the fact that – and I'll go back to As an individual familiar with the development of Halo who spoke to K Kotaku under the condition of anonymity confirmed that Bonobo is indeed an asset editing program at 343. Though it was commonly used during the development of Halo 5, the studio moved away from its use uh, during the development of Halo Infinite, but it exists. It's popular among the staff, and it would be widely known by many employees at the studio uh and the, but then you go for a little bit right blah, 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 blah. for seven months now halo infinite has rolled out tons of cosmetic options on a weekly basis including no shortage of color options this happens to be the first time this specific screw-up has happened which come on come on <laughs> for a nameplate regarding juneteenth really so at best it's an embarrassing fuck up and the studio's quality checks did not catch it before an update went live at worst someone or many someone's cracked a racist joke somewhere in the development process and the studio's quality checks did not catch it before the update went live either way it's an institutional failure yeah of i would agree it. with all of that yeah right it's just like goddamn. you know like, to your point of like on a grander scale of the story of halo infinite of just like when was the last time it was just a positive story about Halo Infinite? And not like nearly negative like this. Negative in a way of like, hey, we're, this fucking racist term got attached to a fucking holiday and all these other horrible things. Just in general, it's like, where's the content? Where's the thing? Where's the thing? Yeah. But like, I'm the still playing Halo Infinite. I'm actually a genuine fan of the gameplay of Halo Infinite. I think they did a very good job. But man, as a game was that was delayed for a year 
and then came out and was good and then more or less like went into hibernation uh they are definitely working on a back foot and they have not uh righted the ship and uh this certainly doesn't help that quest as a fan do you think halo infinite is ever able to achieve the heights people wanted it to achieve I mean, if we're talking about the people of like hardcore Halo fans, I don't know that they would ever be fully happy. Sure. Um, I think it needs to go through a revision in the way that like Diablo 3 went through a revision. To, what was it? Two or three years after launch where they basically like fixed everything that people took issue with. Yeah, that was like the Reaper a game that could survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. that's what it needs. It needs like almost a a, a reboot of a launch. And they could do that, like if they launch it alongside like campaign expansion, whatever, and they like fix all the issues with the multiplayer and it still doesn't know. have co-op, right? You still can't play the campaign co-op. Yeah, no, they've said it's coming. I think July or August still, for beta. That's such and then, a backbreaker. Yeah, it really is. I mean, it it goes to show you what was this game like before they delayed, delayed. it for a year. Like, yeah. I know the reaction to that initial trailer was really bad, and that's why they pointed to it. But like, were that was that reaction not bad? Like. Does the game just come out a year early? Uh, it, it's baffling to me. Um, and yeah, I'm really curious to know the whole backstory of this game. Yeah, I as well. Yeah, to see what happened, why it got so far off track, and you know how. I mean, will they ever get it back on track and everything else to it? But yeah, it. It's. I know how much people look forward to it, and I know how positive the re response was when it dropped. But it just feels like it's been bad news after bad news after bad news for it now. And you do yeah. look at it as a you know. Halo Infinite, in the lead-up to it, I remember listening to the X-Cast, and Paris and Mike and Gary were all very clear that, you know, like, this had to deliver for Xbox. Like, you know, Halo is a franchise that used to be, like... I remember when a new Halo came out and, like, the world stopped. Like, mm -hmm. I, you know, I remember that being at IGN, even, like, for the editorial staff. And the fact that now, you know, one of Microsoft's most storied franchises in gaming, right, is something that's like, oh, okay, there's another Halo game, and people don't expect greatness from it. That's not awesome <laughs> that's not what yeah, you want out of you something know, like that what i would say is you look at destiny destiny took a year a full year to get effectively good like yeah. it had some good moments and stuff like that in its first launch but it wasn't really until actually taking king might have been two years i forget how long it took to, for taking king to come out but it took a while so it is not out of the question it's really just a question of like is the whole back end and the whole engine like holding this entire project back it's possible and that's why they're not able to add all the content and stuff like that. Um, they certainly have the funding to pull it off. I know Microsoft is very, you know, very, it thinks it's very important to make sure Halo is a success and a successful franchise. Um, but in terms of the staffing and whether they can like technologically do it, totally have no idea. Yeah, I think you make a great point that, you know, Microsoft's not going to let this one go. Like they, mm -hmm. I mean, there's a Halo TV show, right? There's all these, uh, Halo is this property that expands to so many different mediums. Yeah, and know I, I wouldn't say the Halo TV show is evidence of Microsoft's quality control, but... Quality sure. control, no, but importance in terms of a multi-pronged uh, IP and where you can that put it, right? Even yeah. for like Flight Simulator to have the Pelican added to it is a big deal during the, yeah, they care. the conference, they care. right? Like they know that Halo matters. And so they can't be like, well, Halo Infinite sucks and it's going to suck and we're going to walk away. It, you know, I saw people shouting it out. It reminds me in terms of a Microsoft way of Sea of Thieves as well, right? Where yeah. Sea of Thieves comes out and isn't well received at the time because the people think it's kind of content bare, but rather than abandon it, they sit there and they double down. And now, you know, Sea of Thieves is a great game to go play and have fun and see what's up. So yeah. you hope they'll do that with Halo Infinite. And I imagine they would, but you also just have to sit there and be like, man, like, it's not a good narrative for 343 either, right? Of taking over the Halo franchise and never really nailing it. 
yeah, four, five, and now infinite have all been marred in some way, big or small. And uh, yeah, it just has not clicked since Bungie left. Yeah. We were waiting to see how uh, Halo Infinite turns around. And then obviously for the Juneteenth stuff today, like their comments are out. It'll be interesting to see if they have yet another statement or a blog post about it or if they just sit there and continue to take it on the chin and let it go that way. But we'll see if there's any yeah. more ever about it. Uh, number three on the Roper Report. Uh, PlayStation might be getting its first Elite controller. This is Tom Henderson at TryHard Guides. Sony's working on, quote, a genuine professional controller for the PlayStation 5, and the company will reveal new hardware in the coming weeks, sources have claimed. It's believed the code name of the controller is Hunt, uh, which will have several interesting features, including removable analog sticks, trigger stops, and rear buttons. Flappy paddles in parentheses, which I appreciate. <laughs> uh, these claims of such hardware came alongside pitch pictures of the alleged prototype, which has been sent under the condition that the pictures are not published and the source remains anonymous. Pictures of the controller keep the classic PlayStation 5 style, but show a few key differences one of the biggest changes is buttons under the left analog sticks which allows you to completely remove the analog sticks and their components which sony refers to as removable st stick units this presumably means you'll be able to uh you'll be able to be a stick unit uh you'll just be able to be a stick unit rather than a new controller if it develops stick drift ah okay uh, I think there's a typo in there, but whatever. Where your analog stick drifts one way or the other. Another feature includes uh, the trigger stops at the back of the controller. In addition to flappy paddles slash buttons uh, that have become increasingly popular over the years uh, with players turning to companies such as Scuff Gaming and Nancon for such controllers. The prototype also features grips to help the hold the controller, which also seem to be removable. I read a bunch of different things and nobody was like, oh, they're just copying the Microsoft Elite controller or the Xbox Elite controller, which they yeah. should. Snowbike Mice bought like 900 of them, keeps, keeps breaking them somehow and buys more of them uh russ are you would you be down for a playstation elite controller well first of all i want to say i never want to hear the words flappy paddles again flappy it just paddles. does not sit right in my brain yeah um i use the playstation 4 i don't remember what back button attachment whatever oh, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. that, that thing. piece you of plug plastic in, you plug into the bottom yeah, yeah and it was great it, yeah. it's exactly what i need i do not need to you know have super precision analog sticks or whatever change the height of the whatever buttons yeah, uh, yeah, I just want back buttons so I can like keep my thumbs on the analog sticks and hit a button at the same time. Um, so my bar is very low. I do think this makes total sense. You know, there's a total audience for it. People play a lot of shooters and various other games that would be benefited by having things like back buttons. So I wouldn't be shocked. The thing to keep in mind, and this is something that Microsoft's been dealing with, the uh, Xbox Elite controllers, the newest ones, have pretty serious durability issues, as do the PlayStation 5 DualSense controllers. Both of them are, like, very expensive and also, like, kind of break. Um, it's nice that you can replace some of the components here, but uh, that is something worth considering. Like, can Sony figure out the durabil durability issues of these controllers before they start charging 150 bucks or whatever it is going to be for an Elite controller? Um, certainly a, a cheap concern. Yeah, Pixelated Soul in the chat says, how can you break them? The most durable controllers ever made. I, I've heard it the opposite where it's, yeah, Mike isn't like smashing his controllers. He's just using his Xbox Elite Legitimate. controllers and something's breaking with them. I believe he's broken three of them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they develop drift or the paddles stop working or there's all sorts of issues with them. The baseline Xbox controllers are great. They're tanks. You can throw them out a window and they're fine. For whatever reason, I think all the components going on in the Elite have major issues and honestly the the dual sense same thing yeah the dual sense um, drifts too there has been plenty of reports of that yeah. yeah so this isn't like you said russ this isn't something limited to just xbox or uh 
uh, Nintendo Joy-Cons, which I know comes up all the time. You know what has great back buttons? What's that? Steam Deck. I hate you. <laughs> I hate you with a passion. <laughs> I, I, would, I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know. I finally got to hold hold the Steam Deck at a, what, a LA, LAX, right, when I was leaving. Uh, Blessing let me play Ghostbusters on the Sega Oh, Masters. that's so generous of him. He, he's, a, he's, he's a generous god. <laughs> and I'll tell you, I love that thing. I did, I, you know, people, oh, it's so heavy. I'm like, this thing is heavy at all. What are you talking about? This is great. Can't I wait play for- a Switch with those hoary, um, like, giant that way too. split pad controllers. Yeah. So I am, like, very used to the scale of it. You have um, beefy so it really wrists. wasn't. So shift, yeah, but it is heavier. It definitely yeah. is. Yeah, but it's not like when people say that, I thought it was gonna be like, like, oh, god, like a Game Gear. Like, I thought it'd be like super heavy like that. Wasn't no, I've been picking up like... a 15 pound baby for the last year. It's fine. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so that's probably part of it right there. Um, so yeah, so you're in. Would you, you're gonna get a PlayStation Elite control or the, the hunt? No, probably not. Okay. I, I mean, it's just not. It'll have your back paddles, it'll have the flappy paddles. Yeah, I just, I mean, that thing was $15 and just plugged into controller I already owned. Yeah, well, so, that's, it, that's just, those days. I, I just want them to release that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not gonna happen. You got to do it. I know. You got to go. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely one of those of like, awesome. If that's what you're looking for and stuff like that, I know Andy loves it. I know Mike loves it. But like, you know, I've gotten the when Xbox did the Elite controllers twice, right? Like they sent them to all of us, and I was like, this is rad, and I just gave it to Tim. I'm like, I do not have a use case for this. I'm very basic. I'm not. I'm right. I'm you know when I'm playing my narrative game about a coming of age story where I make dialogue choices. I'm not like, man, I need the flappy paddles in the back for this one. So it's helpful. I mean, if I, I play Halo, as I said, and it would be helpful to be able to jump and shoot and aim at the same time, but sure. I've sure. learned to accept it. Exactly. I'm too old. I've learned how to play bumper jumper. I'm not switching it off now. Ladies and gentlemen, you can help us from keeping the mics from switching off by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny games over on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can write in to be part of the show. You can get the show ad free. You can get the show with the exclusive post show. We do. You can watch us record PS. I love you. XOXO live this afternoon before final fantasy. And of course, like I said, ad free, but you're not watching on patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So here's a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've been using AG1 the last few months because I figured it was well past time I start thinking about vitamins, but I'm usually not the biggest fan of their format. So being able to drink a flavored water is much more up my alley. And I'm a huge fan here of the fact that it doesn't taste super healthy. It kind of has like this mild tropical taste to it that I look forward to every morning. With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics and adaptogens to help you start your day right it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition it's just one scoop in a cup of water every day that's it no need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health athletic greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune supporting vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase all you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny again that's athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance athleticgreens.com slash kind of funny this episode is brought to you by shopify shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved only for big businesses to everyone so upstarts startups established businesses content creators alike can sell everywhere synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly stay informed i love how shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down 
the street to across the globe. Our content creator friends use Shopify to manage all their merch sales and stuff. And I recently got Gia a pair of Allbirds from the Allbirds website, which also uses Shopify. So that's an example of big websites using Shopify for their sales. You can gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting on conversion rates, profit margins, and to help you supercharge your knowledge of your sales and your success. You can go to shopify.com slash KF games, all lowercase for a free 14 day trial, and you can get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash KF games right now. That's shopify.com slash KF games for a free 14 day trial. Shopify.com slash KF games. And we're back, Russ. We're back. Number four, we'll turn our eyes to Twitter in Japan. Uh, keep your eyes on the switch is what I call this one. Over on Twitter, uh, Nival tweeted a Famitsu report. reads like this. Famitsu reports today that the Nintendo Switch has surpassed 25 million sold units in Japan. Best-selling games are Animal Crossing New, Horizon, uh, New Horizons with uh, 7.26 million. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate with 4.89 million. Uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, 4.66 million. Sword and Shield, that's Pokemon, 4.34 million. And Splatoon 2 with 4.08 million. Uh, I saw this, be- well, I follow Nival, of course, but then Daniel Ahmad, uh, video game analyst quote tweeted it and said for reference the switch surpassed the 3ds in japan last month and is now the third best-selling console in japan on track to reach the high the highs of game boy uh 32.4 million and ds 32.9 million russ can you believe this i mean i i can just because i've been watching the meteoric rise of the switch i can't believe like the nintendo arc is totally unbelievable the idea that they've gone through so many iterations of like total disaster and then total (laughs) enormous success and back again yeah um so that's i think the most shocking part of this like after the wii u i think everyone more or less was like okay they're done i remember well they're gonna do one more and then they'll be third party that was what i remember we said all the time at ign where it's like all right fine they they screwed this up and now they're there but this switch man what an idea thank god they kept handheld gaming alive but what a way to double down on it like I'm so I'm, yeah. I'm excited because as somebody who loves having a handheld device, which would be why it'd be great to get a Steam Deck if I could buy one. Uh, it's pretty rad to see it doing this. Yeah, the the yeah the stats about almost beating the Game Boy is is nuts uh, in the DS. Um, but honestly, like they're going to be selling Switches for the next four years at least. Even if they announce like a replacement or an upgrade or whatever it is, they're not going to stop selling Switches because they'll sell them for like 150 bucks or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and it's also so, the thing of like, you know, they, they, they're going to cheat. They're going to put out another revision of the Switch, right? Oh, the totally. Switch Pro or whatever. And then it'll yeah. be that we all buy that again. But then that goes into the Switch numbers themselves. Yeah, they've always been very smart about just like eking out every little tiny inch of sales out of their hardware. Yeah, 100%. And that's not going to stop anytime soon. Of course, if you go to Wikipedia and look at the best-selling consoles there right now, the Switch is behind uh, PlayStation 4, then Game Boy and uh, Game Boy Color listed as one, Nintendo DS and PlayStation 2 at the top with a 155 million units sold. Do you think it has a, a hope of being the number one selling video game console, Russ? You said it's number two. Where, where does it fall now? Right now, it's number, uh, according to Wikipedia, right? Number five. So it's five. number one is PlayStation 2 with uh, uh, 155 million, DS with 154.02 million, uh, Game Boy and Game Boy Color at 118.69 million, PlayStation 4 with 117.2 million, and then Nintendo Switch with 107.65 million. I think 
I don't know about number one, but it'll definitely get close. I mean, you look at the numbers, it's almost surpassing the DS and Game Boy in Japan. Yeah. And again, they're just going to keep selling them and they're going to sell them for very little. Uh, it's going to get up there, probably uh, top three or top two. I would for say. sure. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see where that's at. But yeah, it's definitely going to catch up here momentarily to PlayStation 4. And then once it, if you topple PlayStation 4, Game Boy's a million units and change ahead of that. So I think you'll get past that. Maybe they'll figure out how to do online play. I doubt it. (laughs) I mean, nobody wants that apparently from them, right? Like, no, you're right. I mean, you're right. Nintendo fan base and the people who buy switch. And I, I, you know, I've bought many a switch now. (laughs) Like that's not what I expect from Nintendo. And like, it's ridiculous. Cause I remember, you know, when it was 360 and PS3 duking it out and trying to figure this out and being like, man, Nintendo's got to fix their shit. Nintendo's got to figure this out. And they've just always been like, no, we're not going to, we don't come here for that. You know, I will say this in terms of you being a fan of consoles. I, I had an interview with Shigeru Miyamoto many years ago. It's probably seven or eight years, maybe for the Wii U, I think it was. And uh, part of that interview, I, I asked him whether uh, they'd ever consider adding achievements to the Switch. Yeah. I honestly think it's like a total net gain, uh, but they're very counter to them. At least they were back then. I don't know if that's changed since, but... Um, yeah, he he felt like uh, he didn't want to like derail people's gameplay experience by like counting trophies. But for me, and I'm sure for you, view it as like uh, this is a library of things I've done in the past. Sure, it's like a nice little trophy trip down memory lane. Yeah. Well, see, I you know I I I go the opposite where I just want to see that number increase for no reason, and I buy. Oh, really? Game. That's your. Oh, I'm, that's I'm your a jam. Russ, I'm a trophy whore. I'm terrible. I, well, I, I didn't know that. I just yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you maybe wanted to look back fondly at uh, I don't know playing Naruto I, two. I do. I I'll, I'll go there and I'll sort by platinum, but then I have to go through like 13 versions of Strawberry Fields or whatever the hell it was called, <laughs> where I I platinum the Japanese version, the English version, and then the European sure. version to get you know what I mean to stack the trophies or whatever. Like I have a problem, and I'm trying yeah. to be better about it. ZJ the ball broke me. It's a whole thing, but there like. I get them not doing it, honestly, because I think it is like you, they, we, so many people would want that, but this, it does change the way people consume their games. And Nintendo is so much about like the game is meant to be fun. You are meant to have enjoyment. You are meant to go. And I think, you know, you look at something like Smash with the spirits, where, you know, like mm-hmm. Tim, who was just here, is obsessed with Smash. Every time they would update new stuff, you would go in there and get all the spirits, you would get all the things. Even the way he plays Mario Kart, right? Where to sit there and, grind over and over and over again i mean years after mario kart was out i'd look and we weren't playing it even in the office anymore i'd look over and tim's you know doing 200 cc and just trying to beat his own times and do all these different things in a way i'm like man i remember being a kid and playing a game that way i remember when you know i'd have a you you, you know you didn't have disposable income or whatever so you'd play a game and over and over again how fast can i go through it but i do feel I mean, like you can when have that experience it. with achievements it's, it's a game design choice right sure. like good there are good achievements and bad achievements there are good trophies and bad trophies um and, you know, I think just Nintendo doesn't want to be careful about what they allow and don't allow. So they just don't. Um, but I think they add a lot of gameplay value to games uh, just because they encourage different play styles and make you explore the games in interesting ways. I think Sony has done very well for their first party stuff. And I would love to see uh, Nintendo follow suit, but I realize it's unlikely. Well, I think they can do it by just adding the in-game stuff, though, right? For what you're doing and how you do it there. It's just yeah, you know, but I, was... I want it to manifest within. Yeah, yeah. The you want to see it from. You don't want. You don't want to open up the Mario game to see what right. you did. You want it on top level here. Your badges and your things that you've got. Right. I even look at like play hours played is like the closest oh, yeah. comparison to that on Switch. And I look at that and I have 600 hours played of Binding of Isaac on Switch. And like 
that's cool. I mean, I remember, you know, but it'd be nice if there was like a little, I don't know, fucking mushroom, golden mushroom or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you and I understand it. It's just, yeah, it's so counterintuitive to how Nintendo tries to do their things nowadays. Yeah. And until there's a huge shakeup, which I, at this point will be what decades away. That was always the thing with the Wii U. Well, this will make them change everything. And it kind of did, but not like their policies, just like how they want to make the game, the console and hardware work. But yeah, we'll see. Speaking of changing things about your console hardware or programs, we're going to go to number five on the Roper Report. The Xbox app on PC is now adding a performance indicator, which I thought was cool. So I'm going to read two paragraphs from Xbox about it. Uh, I've been in this, I have been in that spot where you download a game, you have your heart set on playing it, only to find out that your PC doesn't actually meet the requirements to play the game super well. You wish you knew that before you downloaded the game and get your got your hopes up. The good news is the team has created a new feature that is beginning to roll out that helps you see how well a game runs on your PC before you download it. Click on the details of a game to get additional info. Now the app compares the game's performance on PCs with similar specs to yours to show a prediction of how well we expect the game to run. If your PC isn't up to the task of running a graphically demanding game, you'll be able to view the game's system requirements to get more details on what you need to run the game. As we continue to learn about the performance of a game on similar PCs, you may not see a performance check for every game, especially recently added games, until we have enough information to share the recommendation. Keep checking back. Now, Russ, you have a Steam Deck, but you strike me as you, you, you're a PC guy in general, right? You play a lot of PC. I'm actually not really. I actually p- prefer to play games on consoles, which is My part name. of the reason I was so excited for Steam Deck, yeah. just because I like removing the cruft of pc gaming which i hate as as i'm sure you do of like oh the drivers aren't updated oh the fucking whatever and the nice thing about the steam deck is that it's locked hardware everyone has the same thing and they have the system where it's like uh, what is it verified on steam and you so you know oh this game can actually run on your steam deck um so it sounds like that's what they're trying to do here obviously with pcs the specs are all over the place so you have to do it case by case uh but it's a nice feature certainly good to have yeah, it's one of those, I'm right there with you. Uh, PC gaming was dumb until the Steam Deck came around. And so it's great that it's here. And I, it's this is a nice feature, but I do wonder, like, I feel like most PC gamers are there because they like, you know, min-max in their graphics card or whatever. And so, like, I wonder how many people actually use it like this. I think there are people that will sign up for Game Pass specifically that won't necessarily know if their game can run, I don't know, Halo Infinite or whatever it is because they're running on an older PC because they do have a slightly more casual audience doing game pass stuff 100 yeah so that's i think the logic behind it um of course I'm sure some people will use it but then again it's microsoft so i'm sure it's buried beneath nine menus so. it looks pretty good uh, on xbox wire they had an image of it it, do, it is right there it looks like oh, on okay the page. but like again like it's a feature that you have to get called out but you feel like or i figure i'm right there with you that this is meant for hey you bought the samsung tv and you got the Xbox app included with that. So now you're already using Game Pass. So why wouldn't you want to try it on your PC? And now here's a glance to see if it would do that. Yeah. And now the whole time they're just buying Xbox, buying Xbox, <laughs> please. <laughs> but we'll see what happens with that. Uh, while we were going, I added one that I forgot about. Uh, number six on the Roper Report. This is a Corey Barlog tweet from yesterday, Kevin, if you want to pull it up. Uh, Corey Barlog, of course, you know, from Sony Santa Monica, director on 2018 God of War, now creative director, uh, tweeted, Steam Deck arrived, dot, dot, dot but probably won't get to play it for a while because I'm currently playing this other thing, dot, dot, dot. And then it's a photo of him holding the DualSense, uh, which doesn't appear to be on because he's just faking it as he always does. And then he's got his Steam Deck in the background. You assume getting ready to play God of War Ragnarok. Russ, the million-dollar question, are we getting Ragnarok in 2022? Do you believe Bruno or is it going to get delayed? Woof. Uh, 
I think, yeah, God, it's such a coin flip at this point. I think it's going to come out. Um, I do soon. It, I, I think, ignoring the fact that, like, they have no other real, like, major game releases, uh, you know, it certainly hasn't stopped Xbox from pushing stuff out of their uh, holiday season. Um, I think it's going to come out. Um, I think that team is pretty confident in it. And um, I don't know. It's It feels like first-party Sony stuff these days uh, feels a little but more buttoned up to some extent um, yeah. where they can kind of predict and see how things are trending. And again, Last of Us Part 2 got delayed a, a good chunk. So what was it, a month or two? Or I forget how long that delay was. But I think it will come out. I think people will play it. I'm very excited. I love the first one. Um, and uh, I think it'll be sick. Agreed. I'm, I'm, I still believe in Bruno. I believe it'll come out this year. I think that they've lined it up to be that way, but it'll be interesting to see because now you figure with Last of Us remake happening in September, right? You push past that to November, maybe? Take yeah, you're looking at uh, probably uh, late October, November. Uh, you know, what I don't want to have happen is another, what was it, March of this year or February when oh, like, sure, where everything six hit, where, games yeah. came out at the same Like that, that's a drag. I, you know, Dying Light, Elden Ring, Horizon and like two other games that I really wanted to play all came out within two weeks. And now we're obviously in a much slower period, um, you know, spread the wealth. And it's so weird to see that happen outside of the holiday season where we're used to it. Now it's just all these games that got delayed to spring instead. Very weird. We will wait and see. Oh, fuck, Russ, I forgot to prep you for this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a really bad transition here in a second. And then can you read the highlighted section? The co-host says part. Oh, sure. Okay. Uh, well, I'm excited to see if God of War or Ragnarok comes out this year, but Russ is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games daily show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. yeah. Out today. Hot Wheels Unleashed Jurassic World Racing Season is now available to set you up with some new vicious, yeah, vicious wheels uh, from the days when dinosaurs ruled the earth. All right. <laughs> uh, limited time awakening collection event is now happening in Apex Legends. Uh, the Demio uh, Adventure Curse of the Serpent Lord is out now on Meta, Steam VR, and Steam PC. PUBG Nations Cup 2022 and PUBG Battlegrounds 18.1 update kicks off today. Uh, this week in GTA Online, the black market is brimming with opportunities for executives to earn extra GTA money and RP with boosts in import slash export in special cargo cell missions. In addition, the players can now claim a free armored uh, Karen Kuruma uh, along with the GTA $1 million rebate for those who complete all six a Super Yacht Life missions and purchase the Galaxy Super Yacht. Mm -hmm. Of course, we're right on top of that, Kevin. We'll be buying our yachts mm -hmm. left and right. Mm -hmm. Kevin, where do we fall? Are we still? Are we getting into Monster Hunter Rise? I just downloaded it right now, so I have it. My main, my main. All right, cool. He, Russ, he, you I, ever play I Monster? I want to say that real quick. Something that's killing me about Monster Hunter Rise is I. This was the first Monster Hunter game I ever got into on Switch. Huh? Huh? I really wanted to play it. I played a ton of it. I want to play it on Steam Deck now. Yeah, yeah, Save yeah. doesn't transfer over. I do not want to spend thirty hours getting mm. to the Sunbreak content, and it yeah. kills me. I hear you. I understand that. I understand that. Yeah. Just give, I mean, just be like me and Kevin and accept you'll never get a Steam Deck and just play yep. it on Switch. It'll be fun. But Keep I going. have. Now you can play with us for us on Switch. Mm, how about that? But how See? much fun that could eh. be. Power level us, and then we're all ready to play. We get in 30 hours, we'll be ready to play Sunbreak with you. You know what I mean? It'll be great. <laughs> <That's> easy. 
<laughs> Mother Gunship Forge is launching today on Quest 2 Steam VR. Uh, Rise of the Kingdoms releases Egypt Must Rise update for PC, iOS, and Android. Autonauts launches on consoles today. King Leo is on all the PlayStations, all the Xboxes, and Switch. Uh, Overlord Escape from Nazarick is on PC and Switch. Red Out 2 is on everything. Neon White PC and Switch is out today. Kevin, Roger put up a TikTok review. If you want to throw that up there right there. and let, yeah, This is Roger right there. What did he give it? Hit it. Neon White. Four to five grape. This is one you got to go see. All right. If you want to go to TikTok.com slash at Kind of Funny Games, you can catch Roger's full review of Neon White. Um, Zora, The Chronicles is on everything. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge is on everything. Uh, Horagoo and Friends is on Switch. Uh, Cloud Gardens is on Xbox, Switch, and PC. Skeleton Crew is on PC. Starship Troopers Terran Command is on PC. New dates for you. GameSpot reports the RPG Octopath Traveler is getting a prequel on mobile this summer. Octopath Traveler Champions of the Continent is coming to mobile devices on July 27, featuring a similar HD 2D art style and a wide array of characters. This is interesting. I really like Octopath Traveler. I don't feel like I'm prepared to, to jump into a mobile version of it, but this, this is interesting. I love the art style. Yeah. Yeah, did, you, did you? Oh, yeah. You said you weren't a JRPG guy, right? I tried it. It just makes me sleepy. All these games make me sleepy. I. It's a rare JRPG that can get me to play and yes, not fall asleep playing. <laughs> uh, Arita Google is coming to Google Play on June thirtieth. Disco Elysium, the Final Cut PC version, is going to be available in Japanese starting on August twenty fifth. Uh, Loop Manster is coming to Steam and Epic Game Store on July thirteenth. Uh, ID at Xbox has something coming up. It's summertime and we've got another scorching hot lineup of game demos just for you. This will be our third ID at Xbox Summer Game Fest demo event as part of Jeff Keighley's Summer Game Fest promotion. Starting June 21st and running through June 27th, you'll be able to play over 30 demos of upcoming unreleased games for Xbox Series X slash S on the Xbox One. Then, if that wasn't enough for you, the game I know you've all been dying to play more of, Destruction All-Stars, announces on June 22nd, we'll be releasing a host of new content for Destruction All-Stars to coincide with Europe's launch of the new PlayStation Plus service in the same week. We kick off with a new event called Rise, which includes a brand new game mode, new challenges, and a new exciting all-star pass. Uh, we can't wait for the community to get their hands on all this new stuff and join us in welcoming new players to the game. Then, deals of the day for you. Uh, you got a new Epic Game Store freebie. Of course, use the creator code kind of funny. Uh, Superland uh, is available to June 23rd. Then, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games or later anywhere, maybe you're listening on a podcast service or watching on YouTube and you probably have Amazon uh, Prime at home, remember, you get a free gaming sub with a uh, gaming prime. So you log in and you Google, you go, you log into your Amazon and then you say gaming prime and then you link them and then you go to kind of funny games and you give us the free subscription and it goes every 30 days and they don't, they don't want you to do it. They, they make it so it doesn't auto renew. Screw Amazon, come get it. But more importantly, Amazon Prime Day is coming. Prime Gaming is thrilled to offer members even more free games as part of this year's Prime Day offers. During Prime Day, Prime members can claim more than 30 free games from Prime Gaming, including Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which includes the award-winning Mass Effect Trilogy, Grid Legends, Need for Speed Heat, and Star Wars Jedi Academy, and more. Leading up to Prime Day, from June 21st through July 13th, Prime members can start freeloading more than 25 indie games instantly, featuring past favorites and first-time releases on Prime Gaming from Curve games handy games snk and more including death squared a game we love here uh fatal fury special uh, uh gianna sisters twisted dreams gone viral and a whole bunch more there's a million indie games coming check it out and then if you want more xbox is more your taste we have the xbox xbox free play days for this weekend explore ancient egypt and battle zombies or reunite with fishy friends during free play days assassin's creed origins yeah 
Dead Island Definitive Edition. Yeah. And I Am a Fish, or I Am Fish, okay, are available this weekend for Xbox Live and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate members starting right now. You can go do it all the way through Sunday at midnight. Wow. Oh, wait a second, everybody. Everybody, I have breaking news from the chat. Andy Cortez, the number two or three, depending on how you look at the KFW results, games journalist is saying, I have Overwatch 2 news. Andy, come in, come in the chat. What do you do? Come into the show. Andy, come on. What are you doing? What's the Overwatch 2 news? Come on, Andy. Join the live stream. You want to make a time clip for this or I don't know. It could be an Andy joke. It could I make a time clip. Breaking Andy Andy Cortez. And Andy wouldn't make a joke about this. It's too serious. All right, Andy. You have always serious. It's always serious business with me. So have you ever met Russ before? Russ, this is Andy. Andy. Hey, Russ. We've met on the internet. We've met on the internet. Big fan, Russ. Love the show. Thank you. Big fan of you as well. Everybody listen to the besties. Um Big Overwatch 2 news, no loot boxes, everybody. No loot boxes for Yay. Overwatch 2. Battle Pass time, it's a free-to-play game. You're gonna. There's also Mythic skins, which is a step above Legendary, Greg. You believe this? Mythic I can't skins, believe what I'm hearing. They look even cooler now, even cooler than the other ones, and you can customize them now. There's going to be all sorts of cool things you can do. Uh, there's a new hero, Junker Queen. Uh, and aside from that... Kind of a disappointing thing. Tamar Hussein from GameSpot was like, Andy, you should record your reactions to this. You're not going to want to miss it. And it was just a lot of the other same stuff that they talked about. He so, constantly know. tricks you. I don't understand how, like... The, like He's an old he joker, like, and I'm tired of it. I know. It. He joker. was like, hey, uh, Bless, jump into this thing. And he had him do Dark that for Souls, 45 yeah, minutes. Blessing, yeah. yeah. It's a whole thing. Anyway. Blessing's pretty easy to trick, though. Yeah. Okay. All right, have a good show, guys. Thank you very Thank much. You. Russ, it's been what? fun doing the show with you. It has been fun. I, I want to just call out one thing that you kind of breeze past. There is a Zorro game coming out. Yeah, it looks really kitty. You know what I mean? <laughs> like Thursdays are usually where the Switch get, gets a giant update of games that are kind of shovelware. And yeah, I'm just saying like Zorro, it never in a million years would I think a, Z- a Zorro game would happen. And, and here we are. So I, I want to like celebrate this day. I can't speak to the quality of the game. I'm sure it might be terrible, but there's a Zorro game, y'all. Kevin, if you can toss out Zoro colon The Chronicles, get me a trailer on that. There's, I'm seeing one over here that there's the one, uh, what, the Zoro The Chronicles. Oh, this could go so many ways. Antonio might be involved. We don't know. No, he's not for sure. I'm clicking on uh, the Screen Rant review. Over at Screen Rant 10 hours ago, Rob Gordon wrote, uh, Zoro Chronicles Review, a basic action adventure. Zoro The Chronicles takes some inspiration from big action games to create a humorous first step for players, but it's too basic to be enjoyable. Well, you've only Screener. got the one weapon, so. Oh, they gave it two out of five. Oh, yeah. You, know, you only got the one weapon. Oh, here we go. <laughs> oh, cute art style. I, I'm kind of into the art style. You're just a, you're a Zoro nut. You're Zoro's number one fan. I guess so. I, I didn't realize I was, but here we are. Yeah, it kind of looks like Sea of Thieves a little bit. Honestly, okay, Greg, you're, if you you're, got you're this, being generous. If you get uh, like a code for this for Cool Greg, I think you'd get a lot of points. He loves Zoro. He loves Zoro. Cool guy loves Zoro. Loves Zoro. Like, but here's the I thing. Love... Look at the gameplay right now. Does this strike you as a Cool Greg game? I, but like, <laughs> he will learn new gameplay like styles uh-huh. for the right games. Okay. Like this right here, I'm sure he's all about it. Well, like Batman combat. Yeah. <laughs> That's a straight. Are we all about to play right Zoro, guys? Are we doing Zoro the Chronicles? <laughs> Oh you, can put, oh, you put the Z on their butt? Of course. 
Think about like the the precision you needed to just cut the pants to put a Z in there and not cut. The I butt. like to think he gets a little flesh in there and he doesn't feel. Well, I mean, if he does, he wants to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, uh, Kevin. What should, what platform should I get Cool Greg a code for for Zora? Um, what is it on? Everything. I think it's it's uh, get him an Xbox code. I think that's the easiest okay. thing. Okay, we can do that. We can do that. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. This has been another episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, RoosterTeeth.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, no, no, I didn't know the slash. Uh, podcast service around the globe, and of course, Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. Over on Twitch, we ask people who are watching live to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up so we can set the record straight for everybody on the platforms I just did. Um, not really wrong there. Uh, Borzen Double Zero says the Taken King was a yearish after the launch of yeah. Destiny. Okay, okay. So I feel like um, we're right on that one. Seems like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I think sometimes you're just confirming stuff. You know what I mean? Affirming it. Yes. Yeah, okay. And then somebody who wrote in saying they are Steam, which you think would be a burn on me, is doing the thing Bussing never did, which is tell me what the Steam address was. But somebody had already given me that too. While we're here, we'll we'll do it live. All right? Because I don't know. I know today's one of the days they're supposed to send out the, hey, we're going to send you the Steam Deck. Have you looked so, at the Steam, the, on the Steam Deck subreddit, you can actually track when to expect yours based on the orders that have already been pushed through. Have you looked at this? No, no, I haven't seen this at all. Is yeah. It just uh, Reddit, uh, is it just r slash Steam Deck? Yeah, or, uh, something like that. And there's a, there's a thread. Um, I can try to drop it in chat, but you basically like, it, it's complicated. You have to enter in like this weird code you get from your pre-order thing. Um, and but it actually spit out and was pretty accurate to mine within a couple days. Order email mega thread is that what I'd be looking at here? Uh, it would be called oh, here, yeah, help us estimate more accurate dates. Yeah, it's called the deck bot. Um, let's see if you'd like to see a rough estimate of your expected order date, try out the calculator in here. And I click on the thing, Steam Deck calculator, deck it just gives you the finger. <laughs> I don't want well, that's my thing is I don't want to, I'm not going to plug in my information here and you know, get it no, you, you shouldn't, but uh, yeah, worth worth looking into, uh, if you're really. I mean, you're you're right. We're coming to the you, end of June, so you send me your version because yeah, they have a different one. This isn't Deckbot. What I'm looking at here. What I'm looking at is the calculator, expected order date calculator, created yeah, by yeah, Moo, contribute to the bro. GitHub. It sounds like this sounds like one of those things I'm gonna enter, yeah. and then I'll I'm put like it in kid. general chat, and you could you could take a look at that. I don't. I'm I'm worried for your security. Thank you. Well, did you use this? Yes, I actually used it. You used Deckbot, and everything worked out for you. Yeah, it worked out great. Okay, it, hold on. It gave me a pretty accurate representation of when to expect my Steam Deck. Okay, okay, interesting. Maybe we do this on the post show. We'll do this on the post show. Uh, because guess what, ladies and gentlemen, this is an episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily. It's done. Up next, Nick and Andy are going to play Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Shredder's Revenge. So you should hang out and watch that. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. If you're watching or listening later, of course, you can go to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays to see that stream archived for your viewing pleasure. Remember, again, if you're listening later or watching later, uh, Final Fantasy VII reacts are happening this afternoon, 3 p.m. Pacific. We'll be live reacting on Twitch. That'll go up later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Or no, YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. We'll have a good time seeing what happens there. Maybe we get Crisis Core. Maybe Zac Efron shows up in the game like Tim was talking about and everybody has a great time. But I digress. Uh, Russ, you've been fantastic today. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Russ Frustick, um, Polygon.com, and the Besties podcast, wherein we talk about the latest and greatest in video games. It's a video game club that goes all year long, whatever that course. means. <laughs> and of course, you have a brand new book out, The Book of Fun. You can go buy your copy right now, ladies and gentlemen. For well, the people is. watching on video, I'll hold it up. But 
Yes. Kindoffunny.com slash Russ. No, hold it up. Hold it up. Show, show it off. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, there it is. See? There it is. It's got pictures yeah. and everything. I don't even know what page this ah. went to, but look at those pictures. Gorgeous art by Sonny Rock. Fantastic. Kindoffunny.com slash Russ to get your own copy of the Book of Fun. Patreon.com slash Kindoffunnygames if you want to see the post show we're about to do. But until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.